God bless you. God bless Ukraine. And God bless our world. Stay safe, folks. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children and thank you thank you all so much for the support more than 235 people participated in this project for ukraine from the vice president of the helen marlin group to the vice chancellor of the ugcc church to the president of the erasmus student network kiev to the president of the world trade center kiev to students from the flex program Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, Send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Stepan Unischuk. Stepan is the head of the Kalumia Youth Council in 2020-2021 and the UWC finalist 2021 winning a scholarship in United World College in Dilijan, being among 3% or just 10 Ukrainian teenagers accepted, and this means he earned 2 million grivnas for his education. 
Stepan is highly likely to be the youngest intern in the history of the Ukrainian parliament as he is a high school student who is an intern and their parliament member, Lisa Yasko. Stepan is also the founder of the project Success, Personal and Ukrainian, where famous Ukrainian politicians share their experience of making changes with Kalomia youth. He likes to discuss global and Ukrainian politics, reformation of Ukraine, and creating a free and sustainable world. Stepan, how are you today? Absolutely great, Aziz. First of all, that's a great pleasure to, uh, to be here. Thank you for having me today. And I want to start our conversation with a great word, a word, thank you. Thank you, Aziz. You are doing that that Ukrainian government haven't done for centuries uh, and for decades. That's a great work. I'm really fond of your story. I'm sure that your gra- uh, grandfather was a great citizen. Thank you for all you and uh, your uh, grandfather have done for Ukraine. That's really awesome. Thank you, Aziz. Hello. Thank you for those kind words. You don't know how much they mean to me. And I want to return the focus on you and on Ukraine because that's what's most important. And to understand about you, in this period, as you look at Ukraine, you listen to the news, you understand what's going on, what seems to be the topic that you feel is most important, that you're thinking about a lot, and you can share some of those thoughts? Well, this idea came to my mind uh, today, because today the new sociology posts were posted about not only which parties and politicians Ukraine would vote for, but about their ideas about the Ukrainian state at all. And I have that idea that Ukraine have officially overcome uh, 3.5 centuries of Russian occupation because now no one in uh, Ukraine think that Ukraine and uh, Ukrainians and Russian are one nation. No one in Ukraine Uh, thinks that Crimea and Donbass belongs to Russia and no one uh, is Ukraine because the Russian majority of Ukrainians think that Ukraine is European state that should join European Union at, and NATO. And the success of the state, yes, we can tell about, we can talk about reforms, we can talk uh, about fiscal policy, tax policy, but the success of every state is the success or whether or not the people of this state are united and the people of Ukraine are united. And that's why I'm sure Ukraine will be successful. And that, that's why I'm really happy today. Thank you so much. Yes, unity is essential and it's everything because when there is unity, everything else is easy and possible. Then to ask you then, You have been following the situation, the politics of Ukraine. You spoke about reform. Well, what are your thoughts about the reform? What do you feel should be changed and why? Uh, so if we're talking about young people in Ukraine, we have the biggest problem that uh, people often do not have like belief in the tomorrow. They uh, have believed that one day Ukraine will become like a successful Ukrainian, uh, successful Ukrainian, yes, uh, Ukrainian and European state like our neighbors, Poland or Hungary. Uh, but they are not sure about 
tomorrow. Uh, and the very first thing of the reform is to bring the whole people back uh, because people are scared about gas prices uh, going up, uh, about uh, salaries that are not growing so, uh, so fast as we uh, want. And so the very first thing government should do is to bring hope uh, back to the people. And if we are talking about reforms, that's really a long story. Uh, successful reforms, that's a story for decades. And yes, there are some uh, examples in Ukraine of the reforms that are successful now. For example, let's look at the system of decentralization. Because after uh, Russian uh, and Soviet occupation, uh, Ukraine has uh, like such a system of power where all money are in Kiev. And an official in Kiev uh, who has never been to Kolomea or Lviv or Zmerinka uh, should uh, like waste the money of taxpayers, don't knowing what the each community have to do. And the first uh, thing uh, that was done after Euromaidan, after Revolution of Dignity, and that's why we are especially uh, grateful to people who have done uh, decentralization reform. Uh, now money are back to community. Uh, uh, and now every community, but not a, official, a corrupt official in Kiev, should understand whether or not we are going to spend our taxpayers' money to a new road or a new stadium. Uh, that's why when... Uh, power and money goes back to people, that is always a success story. And decentralization is a success story. But we have a lot of reforms that needs time. For example, educational reform. The new Ukrainian school by Groisman government uh, and Ministry of Education, former Ministry of Education, Lilih is a great reform. But we will understand how successful you, uh, this reform is uh, in 10 years when the people who got in the first uh, form uh, in the 2018 will graduate from school. And now, these 10 years, uh, parents are like, uh, do not know whether or not their children will be successful. And corrupt politicians are speculating uh, about uh, the reform and trying to like not uh, spend money uh, of taxpayers on successful European education as it's like Finnish education, uh, education where we grow a successful citizen with critical thinking, with a freedom, with not afraid to criticize anybody, but to waste money uh, and to bring money back to corruption. That's why we need to protect reform as well. Thank you. Actually, that's really insightful, especially about the critically thinking development of uh, next generation of Ukrainians and that doing that will not leave the situation of anybody who is corrupt in a good way. So, of course, they're against it, as well as the hope for a better future. And asking about you in particular, you studied in the Ukrainian system. What did you do in order to allow yourself to be able to go to be a finalist in UWC? How did you adapt to it or did you add anything to your education to make it closer to the European education rather than leave it as it is? Uh, well, first of all, our school uh, teachers are heroes because, uh, like, especially in 19s, uh, they have like non-regular payment and actually in 90s there was volunteers <laughs> educating Ukrainian schoolers uh, and the situation 
was really awful. And even now, we have now enough equipment in physics uh, class, in biology classes. We have some old scientific uh, data. But Ukrainian teachers, for that salary, they got that like uh, 200, 400 bucks. Uh, uh, that's... Uh, price uh, for a smartphone and not the best one uh, and what they have done and how they work and how they uh, educating themselves is uh, really fascinating uh, and about my story unfortunately not all uh, can be provided in school and talented youth in ukraine looking uh, to find themselves outside the school, in a non-government organization, in youth councils, uh, in uh, changing programs. For, uh, that's why it's a very popular story when NGOs study Ukrainian scholars, not the teachers and not the corrupt educational system, who is old and a goal of old uh, educational system is to punish. The goal to uh, of... Uh, the new Ukrainian school is to create a new modern generation. And if we are talking about my education outside the school, uh, I was a guest uh, in different uh, projects and I have uh, done many projects, for example, cr critical thinking. Uh, where, uh, I think that it's too uh, long story to wait 10 years till we have like alumnus with critical thinking. And that's why uh, I have created a series of webinars in Kolomea where uh, lectures on Zoom around Ukraine and in Kolomea uh, made lectures about against propaganda, against fake news, and to how to recognize fake news and how to have critical thinking. That's why with our hands, we are creating a new Ukrainian generation. A new Ukrainian generation is creating the brand new Ukrainian generation. And that's also very important. So, uh, and that's an address for all our listeners from Ukraine. Uh, if you think that the government uh, is not doing their best in any sphere, education, healthcare, uh, any sphere, uh, do not... Uh, uh, be ready to take control in your hands and to create something new, something modern, and to make a change. And that's do not be afraid. It's a very important feature in all kinds of personalities. Thank you. And I like how much you focus on the psychology of people. And to understand you more, what subject or topic did you choose to study in university and why? Uh, well, I have two more years to study uh, to pick the exact topic I want to study in university. But as I see now, I want to study law. Because, again, soci sociology research, what is the biggest fear of Ukraine? The biggest fear of Ukrainians is that they do not feel secured. And they feel unsecured because the corruption is uh, still everywhere. They, they feel um, Unsecure because if you know that you will like uh, walk through the pedestrian and an attack and a car will attack you, and if in the uh, car that is guilty in this accident uh, was a judge, you will never win. You will not win against uh, punish uh, post-Soviet state. That's why I believe in justice reform, and I believe that studying law uh, and being a lawyer is the best way to create justice. And that's why educational reform in Ukraine nowadays is essential. So I want to study law in university. 
However, if we're talking about some Western universities and some Western states, uh, law there is not bachelor, that's a junior doctor. And I will pick as a bachelor in such case, political science, because uh, uh, all of uh, I'm doing is uh, politics. <laughs> so, and political science is the science that unites all, science, uh, all humanitarian sciences. And that's a science that know how to make a difference for billions of people. And I believe it's possible to make a difference for billions. Thank you. Well, since you're speaking about billions of people, the greatest threat right now is coronavirus pandemic and all that. How do you view the situation of coronavirus in Ukraine? What are your thoughts about what happened? And what do you think will be the next steps and what will happen th this year and the other coming months? Uh, well, you know, the analytics uh, who want to say you some exact scenario are liars. They are trying just to guess and to sound confident. There are a lot of scenarios. We do not know whether or not Delta is the last version of uh, coronavirus or it's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, so, but we should understand two things. First, we should get the vaccine. Because if we will get the shot of the hope in our arm, we, uh, we can bring back to normality. And the latest research show that vaccine uh, helps you with even the Delta coronavirus. So, folks, uh, go to DIA app or in your country to uh, your state website and uh, get the vaccine there. And the second part is about what our doctors have done during coronavirus. Uh, a neighbor, who, a neighbor of mine is a doctor fighting with uh, COVID and he's one of the best in my town. And I, I saw his eyes in April of 2012. I saw his eyes even now. That's a guy, that's an eyes of a person who hasn't sleep, uh, normal sleep for months and even for years. And all that our doctors are really heroes. And I think that this year uh, time should pick as a man of the year, not uh, any politician, but every doctor in every corner of the world. Uh, so I think that coronavirus uh, can be won by the vaccination, can be won by a science. Uh, and we should understand uh, how that it happened to human humanity, that the world was so globalized so open and then in one time uh, as we, we know the Chinese Communist Party was not uh, so open about speaking about coronavirus and they hide the truth about the coronavirus till the very end when it spread it around the world so we are not seeing openness from a Chinese power so we also the leak of democratical nations should demand from China to uh, re release um, their version of uh, actions and events and what, why does it happen that the Chinese Communist Party was not open with the word about coronavirus. Thank you. It's very true. And you spoke about this hero, this doctor in your town, which make me think about your town, Kalomia. How are the opportunities to the teenagers and the young people there do they feel they need to go to a big city, maybe to the capital, Kiev, in order to have a good life? What could be changed or what are you trying to tell them with the 
webinars and all the other inspiring presentations about how they can succeed, how they can how successful they can be, although they are from a town and maybe limited by what's available in that town. Uh, well, general message is uh, the same for people not only from Colombia, but for all the Ukraine and even for all our listeners around the world. So when the country is democratical, when the country has free court, uh, freedom of press, freedom of choice, you can achieve anything, you can be anything. And if you're living in democratical state, you should be not afraid of anything. Uh, you can create everything. You can be anything. You can be uh, the guy going to the moon and it's real in a free countries. You can be a guy opening uh, the most successful business in the Europe. You can be uh, a proud uh, lady making uh, great projects. You can be any, everything. Just don't be scared and don't be afraid. And if we are talking especially about Colomea, uh, and I'm uh, actually very happy to uh, speak about my hometown, uh, for uh, those folks who don't know, Colomea is uh, the city, is a small town, uh, 80,000 of people uh, in the uh, bank of the river Prut, uh, near the Carpathians Mountains. Uh, that's a great a small community. Uh, and what we have done and my team of youth council have done in uh, Kolomea, that's really a unique uh, thing for all Soviet, uh, post-Soviet space. When a small uh, group of young people who were not afraid and who believe in European Ukraine and European Kolomea, uh, they simply, that what I started government should do, we bring back hope to the people. Uh, because, for example... Youth. If we're talking about youth, Colomea, we have dozens of organizations who are were arguing all the time and conflicts uh, around youth activists killed the potential of the town for decades. But when I came to, uh, to the office of uh, head of youth uh, council, I said, that's so strange. We have one youth, uh, one number of problems, but we have dozens of organizations that we should not stop wasting time. I went to city uh, mayor's office, Bogdan Stanislavski, and I said, Mr. Stanislavski, we should stop this story. And for the first time in uh, th uh, three decades of independent Ukrainian independent Kolomea, all youth activists came in one mm, table with city powers having open discussion about perspectives and uh, prosperities Uh, and we even created the association, the Association of Youth Organization, and I'm proud to be elected as it had, where all youth organizations un uh, united in one powerful hand, a hand of successful Colomea. And we can uh, see the result even now, because Colomea do not, uh, doesn't have its youth center, and that's a huge problem, because the youth center is the place where people uh, and young people do develop and do find something uh, new. And when I get into the office, I was said, you know, uh, the youth infrastructure in Colomea was ruining for three decades. Now we need three decades to have a plan of youth council. Way they, uh, well, they said that I need three decades. Uh, I coped with it in uh, just less than one year because we have a successful cooperation with uh, all power, all fractions in the Uh, town council and uh, 
no one believes it's possible, but very soon we will have youth council in uh, youth center in Colombia. I'm sorry, and that was uh, really like a fantastic that we will have so soon. But we have done it, and I'm proud for every Colombia uh, young person and every youth council member who helped me with it. Thank you. I like that. So, on a more personal and practical thing especially you did something great that people said it it cannot be done in 30 years how do you assemble your team or what do you look for when you are finding those really motivated young ukrainians and how do you create or what do you do to make sure the team is uh, working greatly unified without politics and just achieving and being effective Uh, Well, before the local election we had in October, when I was in office just for one month, some politicians uh, came to me having different proposals. Perhaps they would propose me money, but I even haven't started talk with them because it doesn't follow uh, my values. I believe in modern Ukrainian, European open politics, but not about the corruption. And I refuse to cooperate with uh, that dirty corrupt money that were uh, that were stolen with taxpayers uh, so uh, yes about building a team the first feature and that was i saying during all i uh, all our podcast you should have no borders in your mind because everything is possible and uh, the biggest problem that people do not believe in their success uh, actually, I have a classmate of mine who scored two hundred in uh, Ukrainian exam. That's the best result uh, that is possible. But she she was so worried, and she said that she would get one hundred fifty, and that's an, like a, a very middle result. And she didn't believe in herself, but now she believes that everything is possible because she has her example. So I'm looking for people who have no border in their head, who have who share one values with me, uh, values of openness, uh, of tolerance, uh, of zero tolerance to corruption, uh, of fighting against global threats uh, and dictatorship, and who people who have understanding uh, that Ukraine and Colombia that Ukraine should uh, that Colombia should be a successful community in successful Ukraine. That's why zero tolerance to corruption, no border uh, in mind, uh, that creativity are the main features are looking for a people. And of course, that's very uh, important to not uh, argue uh, and do not have permanent conflicts, but it can be simply avoid. Thank you. This is absolutely fantastic what you're talking about. And then to ask you a bit more, do you believe that maybe it's the parents that raise their children to have no borders in their minds? Or uh, do you believe that maybe it's uh, the school system that is always grading people on their mistakes that show makes them lose their self-esteem and self-confidence? Or how do you believe people develop a mind that doesn't have borders? So maybe someone listening can learn from your perspective and expand the borders in their minds or even dissolve them and become limitless? Uh, Well, first of all, you're starting with the local level. Uh, Teachers, parents, I want to start with more global level, a human nature. A human nature is freedom. 
and all religions in the world says and athe uh, said that uh, a, the god created a man to be free uh, free in uh, his life and even atheists also share these values so every man is free uh, when he was born but the thing is that ukraine was occupied for 3.5 centuries by russian imperialists who want to create like a to, to have a fear in the blood of Ukrainians, if, to have a fear to not ever uh, trying to be liberated, to not be, to be rebels, to not fight against the occupation. And uh, this uh, fear in the blood is a big uh, problem because now one of the biggest problems with Ukraine is decolonization. And the greatest decolonization is not the decolonization uh, uh, deleting the status of Vladimir Lenin, but that's essential as well. The greatest decolonization in, is in the mind of every person. And what is decolonization? Decolonization uh, is to say forever to goodbye to the fear in your blood and to understand that you are uh, free. So every man is created equal and free. And you should understand it. I like that. That's very philosophical and very true as well. And then to understand, how do you develop your own thoughts Do you read like classics or some specific philosophy books or maybe watch uh, some courses on all that in order to develop and you reflect and think? Or is it from communication with wise people and good and motivated Ukrainians? Or how do you develop your perspective, your thoughts and your opinions? Uh, well, first of all, I want to uh, finish my previous point and I want to remember uh, words of my favorite singer and the most popular singer in Ukraine, Svetoslav Vokarchuk, when uh, he was uh, speaking about Holodomor, a man-made famine, a genocide of Ukrainian people when uh, six million of Ukrainians were starving from hunger in the broad basket of Europe because of Joseph Stalin policy trying to kill all Ukrainians. And Svetoslav Vokarchuk said, Uh, Holodomor genocide was created uh, to implement a gene of fear uh, in the body and in the head of every Ukrainian. And the greatest thing we can do is to forever delete this gene from our mind. That's why I believe it's possible and Svetoslav Okarchuk is so right and we should never ever uh, forget about uh, 6 million of, of Ukrainians that were killed in the broad basket of Europe, that were starving from hunger by the Russian occupants, uh, Russian and Soviet occupants. Uh, so about uh, telling about my uh, personal development. Well, I was interested about in global issues since my early childhood, and I cannot uh, say thank you for my mom and dad who, who spent a lot of time uh, time with me sharing their views so that was an interest uh, an interest since my early childhood uh, but uh, that was a feature uh, that I have and it was really different from other people I always were I always was an optimist and I was optimist everywhere and this optimist of mine was developed by the Euromaidan when I Turn off a TV uh, in uh, November the 3rd, 2013. And when I saw one million of Ukrainians who, as well as I, share that optimism. Uh, and so uh, my optimism 
and my believing in a successful Ukraine brought me to the Columbia Youth Council. But even, even in the Youth Council, I was not sure that I want to be just an analytic in the side or I want to be a man who, a person who is making changes and making difference. But that was like a meeting in my life uh, that uh, gave me answer to this. So it was a a project in San Nicolaus Day uh, in Ukraine, we are presenting presents to each other. And as a volunteer, I was in the costume of St. Nicolaus, giving presents to a, uh, people from uh, like uh, from depressed families. And one of these uh, presents I gave to a girl uh, whose uh, father was killed by Russian sniper uh, and the her family, he and her mom and her younger brother are looking with, uh, in, uh, are living in such a poverty. And I look at her eyes, a guise of a girl that will never ever find, uh, look at her eyes of her dad, who have no more hope. And I saw that it's terrifying and we should stop this story we should work really hard we should be not afraid of anything to create a successful ukraine we should not be afraid of anything uh, to create a country where uh, such girl as he as she will go to a kindergarten to, to school studying word playing with other uh, children but not thinking about the death of father uh, she will never meet anymore and living in a poverty because uh, the state uh, cannot uh, create the financial possibilities to help the family that Ukraine shouldn't be like a failed state who cannot create the citizens that gave life to her freedom and that's that's so wrong that's why I believe it's possible to create a successful Ukraine and to work and I'm ready to dedicate my life to uh, achieve this goal, to create a successful Ukraine, open democratic state, member of European Union and NATO with the occupied territories and Crimea in Donbass, and where now uh, never ever child will uh, cry because of the uh, death of her parents or any other type of injustice. Thank you. You spoke now about injustice and earlier about justice, and that's why you wanted to study law and maybe also politics, because as you said, everything you do is politics. To you personally, as Stepan, what is the meaning of justice? What is justice? How do we know that it's there, it exists? And so that we have a clear vision, not just some abstract word. Uh Thank you. That's a great question. Uh, we can say millions of words about justice, but what is justice? Justice when you have done nothing wrong, you are scared of nothing. You are you are just secured. If you are citizen who has never violated the law, you are not afraid of anything. You can walk. Um, Uh, till the streets to communicate with all the people because you know that justice is with you. Justice is the feeling of security uh, everywhere and anytime. So for me, uh, justice is security for good citizens. And for me, justice is a punishment that one day will come to every person 
uh, who gave, who violated uh, the law and to make crimes and murders and corruption. Thank you. I can really sense and understand your hate for corruption. So tell me about that. How did you begin to understand the extent of corruption? What are your thoughts about the corruption? And why do you be believe it's the most important thing to solve the biggest problem or at least one of the biggest? <laughs> well, uh, for this question, I can be answering for uh, centuries, but the the thing is, I met corruption for for the first time. Uh, I went to school uh, when I was speaking with my uh, dentists, and he asked me about uh, uh, which school I'm going to go for. Uh, and I'm said the number of my school, and he said uh, that if he'll uh, live in an, another neighborhood not related to this uh, school, he should pay bribe to study in uh, to her. Uh, he has uh, yes, basically uh, his daughter was the same age as I was, so he should pay a bribe, and if he want to fill uh, his request, legal request of studying in that school, I want to study. Uh, and that's a bribe. And that was like so strange of me. I was so uh, young. I was in the dentist, uh, actually in his chair, thinking about uh, how wrong something is with our community. If a man, if a person cannot, uh, his requirement cannot be uh, approved without a bribe. And that's uh, that's just so wrong uh, And now I can say that uh, uh, that corruption kills uh, the potential of the state. Corruption kills the hope for a new generation. Uh, corruption kills all the progress that society does. And corruption actually kills years of every our lives. And if we are talking about medical corruption uh, or educational corruption, that's literally the years of our lives are stolen because of the corruption. And it should be over. Uh, we know how to over it. It is over in states who were in the same crisis situation as we were from post-Soviet uh, bloc and who are, are also were decolonized, who liberated their freedom. That's why corruption should be sto stopped once and for all. Thank you. I had a guest here. She is the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev. And she spoke about her hate for corruption and what she said actually that corruption isn't like everybody focuses on the politicians and on the big acts of corruption but she said many ukrainians in day-to-day -day affairs they have a lot of small corruption gestures like you mentioned going to go to a school or they said they will accept for example to go for their health and they will pay a bribe in order to get before the other people to enter, or they do all kinds of small corruption gestures that they consider normal. And she said that creates a culture of corruption that is worse than the big acts because it is what creates the acceptance of corruption as a concept. What are your thoughts about this? And do you believe that... Um, instead of trying to have only the big 
corruptions uh, solved, that it's also very important to change the mentality of accepting even small corruption between people themselves, as she said. Uh, well, uh, I think that uh, with all respect for Miss, uh, Mrs. President, I'm not really sure that it's a special uh, corrupt mentality of, of Ukrainians. Uh, I think she is actually wrong. Because how, uh, what is the origins of modern corruption in Ukraine? Uh, when Soviet Union, uh, the empire of evil, was alive, uh, it was a big government and the bureaucracy was everywhere. And in Soviet Union there was no concurrency, there was no free market, and if you want to get th- something, you should, you cannot buy, uh, you couldn't buy it because the seller was not interested uh, to uh, buy it to you because he is the only source to sell this, and that's why you should pay him, and that's the origins of corruption, and there is no mental corruption, and that's. Uh, s- that's simply inappropriate to say that Ukrainians are mentally corrupt and that's racism for any nation to call to be corrupt. Uh, Ukraine is uh, corrupt because the power for 30 years hadn't done nothing uh, uh, enough to beat the corruption and to want the fight of it. Also, we have like some uh, successful stories like Prozorro fighting uh, for uh, open tenders but uh, the government hasn't done enough, and that's the, uh, the deal of corruption. And for example, uh, Poland was a, was a corrupt country when it has been in uh, Soviet bloc. Uh, Lithuania, uh, Estonia, but uh, no one told there about mental uh, corruption. They just made reforms and they beat the corruption, and this mentality <laughs> just, you know, one day disappear. So there is no special wrong mentality of Ukrainians. There are just uh, not not enough successful reforms and the government haven't done uh, its work appropriate and trying to uh, find uh, uh, this ordinary citizens guilty. No, that's uh, that's not. But yes, the corruption in even small communities uh, is of course a huge problem and you cannot uh, say that it's a like big corruption, it's a one type of corruption for a president and the second type of corruption uh, for, uh, as I said, a, a official in an educational department in a small town. Corruption is evil in any type and everywhere. And uh, corruption should be stopped completely. Not big corruption, not uh, small corruption, not mental corruption, but corruption should be stopped at all. I agree with you 100%. And this is a great place to switch to a more positive note. From you, your productivity, your life, your achievements, if you were to give any advice to younger Ukrainians who maybe because of the pandemic, they didn't do a lot of things and didn't achieve a lot, or in general, they feel maybe they don't know how to create a successful life or anything that you feel would be great advice to share, what would you say? Uh, Well, my dear Ukrainian youth, uh, you're living in a great state and uh, you you have uh, a great opportunity to live in a free Ukraine. uh, The freedom of Ukraine is uh, already conquered. So respect Ukrainian heroes. 
respect Ukrainian culture, uh, respect all the Ukrainians of previous uh, decades and centuries, because Ukraine is a, ca- a country with more than century story. Understand, uh, understand it. And Ukrainian is Ukrainians are free people. If we can um, explain who is Ukrainian in one word, we will say that Ukrainian is a free person. So a freedom is in your blood. In your blood is freedom of Cossacks who were fighting for Dunkirk. In your blood, it's a freedom of uh, Volodymyr the Great, who uh, who made the European choice of Ukraine 1,000 years ago, uh, making Ukraine a uh, Christian state. In your heart is the, uh, the uh, blood of uh, freedom uh, that had uh, Stepan Bandera, Yevhen Konovalets, and Roman Shuhevich and Ukrainian Liberation Army fighting against Russian occupants. You have freedom uh, for more than one uh, millennium and just continue. You have a unique possibility to finally create Ukraine in, uh, in modern, successful, uh, sustainable world, such country as we always dreamt, such country as we deserve to be, as France, as Germany, a normal, successful, sustainable European state. And to achieve it, you should understand a few things. First of all, you should do not remember, you should forget the old corrupt system. What was today, what was yesterday, was yesterday. Today is today, and the yesterday is, uh, and tomorrow, I'm sorry, and tomorrow is with you, and uh, the bright future is with you, and there is should be uh, no tolerance to corruption or other evils in uh, our beautiful tomorrow. Uh, everything is possible in Ukraine. You can achieve anything. So just dream big, work hard, because no one will hurt instead of you. Work hard, work uh, all the time, and understand that you are from the great nation of great Ukrainians. Just dream big, work big, achieve big, because Ukraine deserves to be successful. And you, my fellow Ukrainian youth, is des- deserve to be successful. And I love you. Best wishes, Stepan. Thank you so much. That was perfect. And if people want to follow you on social media, uh, what is the best network to do that? And is there any project you're involved with right now? You can speak about that as well. Uh, well, uh, ne- uh, next, uh, now I'm working for new episodes of my uh, project success personal and Ukrainian, what this project is about. What I was talking about, I have done in Columbia, can be explained just in one sentence. Creating ecosystem of changes, and that's not my quote, that uh, a quote of uh, one of the uh, top uh, people responsible for use in my region. The, uh, I have never met this guy before. I have met him in forum, uh, use forum, and he said to me, Stepan, what you have done, just in one COVID year, we have done ecosystem of changes. And this ecosystem of changes is possible because of stable institutions. And when I uh, have started creating stable uh, and sustainable institutions in my town, I understand that now I should mm. uh, share the experience of people who are successful uh, now. So I have uh, created the project Successful Personal and Ukrainian, where Successful politicians, diplomats are sharing their life stories, giving advices to 
young uh, Colombians and by our auditory we now can say uh, all Ukrainians. Uh, so it also was a fantastic uh, when I announced that one of my guests would be Prime Minister Groisman uh, that uh, in accordance with the uh, researches that's the best Ukrainian Prime Minister in history and the people that say that it's a joke that I made a mistake because of the level of Groisman is to have conversation with Prime Minister presidents but no, I wasn't afraid uh, to invite him. I wasn't afraid to explain why is it import, uh, important to share his experience with you. And yes, uh, Groisman believed in me and we uh, had such a meeting with him and with Alexei Honcherenko and with Lisa Yesko. Uh, and I, now I had uh, a small break for this project for my final exams and for my application to UWC in Diligen. But uh, now by the end of uh, the summer and in, in uh, starting from September, we will have it on the re- regular basis. Uh, so where to follow me? If you want, to, uh, that's for Ukrainian auditory. If you want to read more about me, start uh, writing about Ukrainian politics, uh, about things I have done in uh, Colomea, about global politics, uh, you should subscribe me on Facebook, Stepan Onishchuk. Uh, and for folks around the world, if you want to um, have a conversation with me on global topics, if you want to see me sharing content on English language, subscribe me on Instagram as uh, Onishchuk. Or just read in a in search Stepan Onishchuk in English. And you will find me and I will answer all your questions. If you are listening to our podcast, have some certain question for me. I, it will be a great honor to uh, answer all your questions, folks. So Stepan Onishchuk, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, any suitable social network for you. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to write your Instagram in the description. So if any person wants to see it written, it will be there. Thank you, Stepan. It was my honor, my privilege, my pleasure. And I wish you a great day and more energy and power to continue your mission. Thank you, Adis. That was a great conversation with you. And you are the great example uh, that Ukraine is... uh, is a great country because your story, great story of your grandfather, uh, that's really fantastic. Uh, and your project you have done is really fantastic. Uh, so what this project is about, uh, and I understand, I, you know, I'm a big fan of trying to explain the huge situation in one word. So what I'm trying to do with all my life, to bringing uh, hope back to people. And what you are trying to do is uh, bringing back hope to Ukrainians as well that I want to do and to present Ukraine for foreigners. So we have one common goal and its goal can be described, make uh, the Ukrainian people feel hope back. And I will believe that Ukraine will be successful and Ukrainian uh, and Ukrainians will be happy people. That's why I love every one of you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you, Aziz, for having me today. God bless you. God bless Ukraine. And God bless our world. Stay safe, folks.